0: Genius, isn't it, Mr. Bart? Scorpio, you're totally mad. <laughs> I wouldn't point fingers, you jerk. Sure, do you expect me to talk? I don't expect anything from you except to die and be a very cheap funeral. You're gonna die now.
1: Stop him! He's supposed to die!
0: God! Nice work, Homer. Am I proud of you. Well, when you go home tonight, there's going to be another story on your house. Thank you.
1: To infinity and beyond.
0: Aiden by Go of the world! I'm the king of the world! Yo, Adrian! That's it! It's
1: not flying in baseball! Who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. And I mentioned my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you are doing guys? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.
2: But why male martyrs?
1: Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Well,
0: nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day.
2: Any thug can kill. I have to know I can trust you.
0: Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. You are a kite, dancing in a hurricane, Mr Bond.
1: Is this really what you want? Always alone?
2: everybody to pop culture i am scott i'm jason and i'm monica in this episode we are talking about no time to die the james bond movie we should have talked about a year ago <laughs> or more almost two years ago yeah. april last year okay. and then it got pushed back and then it got pushed back and then it got pushed back <laughs> and they will was it they lost a million dollars a day on marketing for this movie so that budget suddenly looking a whole lot bigger,
1: mm.
2: <laughs> mind you. It's already made six hundred and seventy million dollars at the box office, so I'm sure they're not totally upset about that. Mm. However, when we recorded our James Bond special, Monica wasn't with us at that time. But we were. We had a. We did a James Bond special with James, who runs James Bond Down Under, a very successful mm. uh, James Bond fan page, uh, and he he offered me a little his review because he's not here with us to read. So Bond is back after six... He cried a lot, by the way. Bond is back. (laughs) After six long years, the Eon production team, Daniel Craig and director Kerry Fukunawa, have delivered, even exceeded my own expectations. No Time to Die is easily the most ballsy Bond outing to date. The film has real heartbeat and has never been seen before and will be a tough act to replicate. It is the culmination and fitting finale of 15 years of Daniel Craig's cinematic Bond. The film is stunning. It is a superb fusion of old and new. has great action to boot, girls, guns, gadgets, impressive performances. There is not a scene I can fault. You feel the tension, the fear, the love, the heartbreak. It is a Bond film that will leave you stirred and shaken for a long time to come. And it will be being thought of as a modern classic in years to come. So that's from the Bond man himself. Thank you, James, for letting us know what you thought about the film. I know he's seen it five times already. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He did enjoy it. He did. What did you guys think of No Time to Die?
0: Well, there's parts of what he said there, which I'd be in agreement with. Um, It seems to be, how would I describe it? The final chapter of craig's bond brought back all that you'd expect from a bond film um it, it, prior to that we were getting sort of james Bond fusion to <laughs> gritty uh
1: my favorite not,
0: not, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't wasn't quite the same and this was the first time that i'd seen daniel craig in what i'd call a A proper James Bond film and James Bond films have tropes that signify what they are and a lot of those were there As mentioned the gadgets the cars the women even though it was treated very differently to what you'd normally expect in them uh, they were all there and then I have to say Hans Zimmer um, brilliantly did little nods back through past films Um, even the script quoting one of the songs in Her Majesty's Secret Service, which plays at the end credits um, all the time in the world, sort of brought it together to go, no, this is a James Bond film, and we're watching one. And I really enjoyed that fact. It sort of made me feel better seeing it, even though I had to wait so long, compared to the last few films. That was the first time I've
2: ever heard you speak positively of Hans Zimmer. That was amazing.
0: yeah well it's true it was was great the soundtrack was amazing yeah it 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 was what you'd expect because i actually reflected on the soundtracks of james bond films as i was coming out of this one going it's weird how there was these 80s versions and 90s takes on the music and i'd say there's sort of variations that i haven't really quite absorbed prior to uh, this one but they all sort of didn't get that timeless feel to it the same way because they lose the nice big brass bands and orchestral stuff that you expect from it to the guitar of the theme. Um, but this was all brought back and it really, really helped this film a lot in terms of making it a James Bond film. And I'm gonna underline that because my issue is a little bit with the ending, but I'll get to that as we go along a bit further
2: yes i don't think we can talk about this without spoiling it so if you haven't seen it yet maybe hold off until listening to this episode until you've seen it because uh yeah there's a there's a curveball at the end of this anyway i really liked it i really really liked it i didn't i don't know it's like i i really liked casino royale i didn't like Quantum of solace i really like skyfall i didn't like spectre so at least they're consistent in that every second film seems to be pretty good But you're right, it felt like Bond. It made me like nostalgic for the old films, like and the stunts were glorious from that uh that opening, which I thought was going to be devoid of James Bond at first, as <laughs> going down the full flashback route. Um The only thing I think I didn't particularly love was the villain, but we can probably talk about that more in a bit detail later. Um Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, I really, I really did love it.
1: I, um, I, I'm not a huge James Bond fan. I just don't think that franchise is for someone like me. Um, I have enjoyed Daniel Craig as Bond because his movies have never really smacked as a James Bond film. Um, that's why I love Casino Royale so much. Um, I think the ending makes a lot of sense for Daniel Craig's iteration of James Bond, but I think maybe the journey to get there isn't as successful. Um, yeah, I found myself a little bit uh, bored with the movie because it was just so long, and there was so much to pay attention to, and it was just it wasn't offering me anything new. And I also felt that part of the plot with this nanotech um, infectious disease it reminded me of Mission Impossible too, in a lot of ways. Whoa! Whoa! whoa. <laughs> 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 Only in the sense that there was a disease and you know um, a foreign scientist involved and I was just like oh no
2: Chimera <laughs> Yeah <better>. that's right <laughs> That's right there weren't enough there weren't nearly enough doves in this film flying well, in just, slow motion
1: Yeah clearly the director should have taken notes from John Woo yeah, John Woo <laughs> <laughs> But that's where I sort of um sit with this movie um, I thought the action was really good um, Daniel Craig is a really really superb actor and the supporting cast was really good um, I do agree that there was a villain problem but um, yeah I just I don't think it's as um, glorious as um, it's being made out to be personally
2: That's perfectly fair
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's also me coming not from that place of like full fandom.
2: Yeah, I think it's like for me it was falling in that place of like, respectfully nodding to the stuff that I actually do enjoy about James Bond. Sure. But, and I mean, it felt like Daniel Craig was, it was the first film that he seemed to be really allowed off the leash too.
1: It's because it's the last one he can finally- He stopped caring. He can <laughs> see the finish line. He's just like, oh, thank God it's over. Like, he's cracking the
2: onesies and they're pretty good. <laughs> like, like there's a, a scene in a bar where I'm like, he's having way more fun than, with this than he, he did in the previous films. Yes. Just in his like line delivery and stuff. It it yeah. And there was a there's one action scene in particular, or not so much an action scene, a, a scene of suspense that takes place in a a foggy forest that I was just like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think I think it misstepped with not utilizing Blofeld. I think you set up yeah. Blofeld in the previous film with someone as amazing as Christoph Waltz to criminally underutilize him in terms of being Bond's nemesis.
1: Yeah, it certainly doesn't appear that way. He's more, I guess, um, Madeline's nemesis, not Bond's. Yeah. And and that that doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: I think it was a case that they were trying to make James Bond far more human than he normally is, and um so the real melodrama was the key point to this more than the villains and the stakes even though it is a save the world stakes it's the melodrama was the driving force behind the plot more than anything um it's what pulls him into it yeah so uh it's not this sense of duty or anything like it. it was sort of really sort of mechanical i guess beforehand because james bond would just go do his job and that's it well he was he was always on the books yeah <laughs> apart right.
2: from every third or fourth film where he'd be like here's my badge i'm going rogue <laughs> <laughs> or in, or in skyfall where he faked his own anyway look yeah <laughs> yeah
0: but yeah but the thing is that um even malik's villain sort of was a little bit of a like a A supporting actor more than anything in the whole scheme of things i mean he was Mm. there in the shadows i guess as a character for a lot of it but um, it certainly didn't get a chance to really show up and confront him that often so
2: and um, I think the, and I think maybe the approach with like the ending Spectre was an attempt to like, we're really bookending this hard, like there will be nothing left.
1: Yeah. To- yeah. I feel that um, Rami Malek was, I guess, since he was a villain, he wasn't one an afterthought. And I felt the same thing about um, the 007 agent that replaces Bond because he's retired. We discover in the film that
2: felt like a little bit of sort of. I don't know, I felt like a little bit pandering.
1: Like, it felt like a
2: crowbarred in plot element where it's like, I don't know.
1: It was, and I felt that that actress who was very capable was um, extremely underutilized in a way, and she just sort of defers to James Bond towards the end anyway, because we have to give him his, you know, great hero's path. And I was just like, it's a bit of a disservice to this other character who is, you know, got all the More than capable. Yeah. She's a trained Marine (laughs) or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: something. Something
2: like that. Um, there were a lot of odd throwaway characters, like um, yeah, Lashana Lynch's the 007, I guess. Yep. Um, I feel like Naomi Harris's money penny didn't get like a great deal. And then Anna de Aramis is this like amazing character pulling out some of the best action and comedy in the film. And then he's just like, so long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool.
2: Have a good time. Bye-bye. <laughs> and it's like,
1: what? I have to say that um, scene with um, Anna de Annas as the agent Paloma, who's um, tied in with Felix. I thought that was probably my favourite part of the movie. She just kicked us. She was fantastic. It was really good.
2: Mm. And this like like quirky kind of cutesy innocence act, and then she's just a killing machine.
1: <laughs> and I appreciate that she's also, yeah, she's now I guess um, canonically a Bond girl, but she's not the one that's either the one that James Bond sleeps with and doesn't, you know, is going to call in the morning, it doesn't call in the morning and is going to be dead soon anyway. she's just there to, as a part of the plot. So she's a bit of a plot device, but she's a very effective one. And I'm glad that she doesn't sort of suffer the same fate as her predecessors. Not every other Bond girl. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it was, uh, I mean, the overt fusion of uh, a modern expectation in films with what makes a James Bond film uh, is hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. It, it's there in your face when you expect what James Bond was like before and then see it now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to have those mechanisms there. Um, I, they didn't bother me a great deal in this because what I found fascinating was how they managed to actually lever in all of those tropes that were in films where you'd go you can't do that anymore mm. and still <laughs> still make it and make it recognizable and i still think that that's quite a feat um mm. yeah i understand when you didn't like the james bond formula or that mm. type of film um because it is a type of film it is its own thing it's its own franchise it's uh an entertainment that i guess a lot of people enjoyed over the years and probably grew up well, with. it wouldn't get to 25 films if it wasn't popular no, but uh, it mm. but it was sort of more it changed with the times as it went um oh not, yeah not, not that successfully um because it was always in a bit of a conflict from being a cold war based spy to try and modernize it and i'm sort of curious to know where they're going to go with this now because if We take this set of films from Daniel Craig as James Bond. They're self-contained. It's like that's its own story. But what happened all before it, um, all the other episodes. Yeah, this, do they no
2: longer count? Or? Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm, I'm sort of a little bit bemused by this and confused by it. We, because we've we we talked,
2: we've talked in the James Bond special about that old um, I'm pretty sure we talked about it anyway, is, is James Bond, is it the same dude all the time with different actors playing him? Or yeah. is it like a code name that they issue to the next guy?
1: Yeah. No, it's a fair question and um, hmm. Bond's one of those characters. I felt like perhaps the end of um, Craig's tenure is a marker for a soft reboot, so maybe, maybe, yeah. That is going that's, to be again, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on who they end up casting, um, as the new James Bond because that's always a very hot topic of discussion. You know, every single time it's brought up, it is a huge deal.
2: Every 15 years, when, yeah. the, <laughs> when the blood moon rises,
1: <laughs> exactly right, and then <laughs> another chalice is chosen. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be Henry Cavill. Let's not
2: kid
0: ourselves.
1: Oh, really? Oh,
0: come on. Mm. You don't like James Bond films anyway. Why would you care? Yeah, we don't care. Yeah,
1: because we're going to have to review them. So I'll have to care.
0: (laughs) I would still hope...
2: I mean, he's probably getting a bit too old now, but I know they were talking about Idris Elba for I ages. And I'm like, you know what? I would watch that in a heartbeat. I would
1: too. I don't know um, if he's English or not, but um, Jonathan Majors, please, would be good.
2: I, you can cast Jonathan Majors as James Bond's car and I'll see the movie. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> um, anyway, let's, I guess let's talk about that ending.
1: Yep. What James
2: Bond dies
1: dun, dun, dun.
2: no time to die lol um
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you fucking liar um
1: you, you, you see it coming though in the movie there
2: oh, like... yeah yeah i i before i even went in i was talking to my wife and i'm like i reckon they're gonna kill him yeah i'm like i don't think they'll do it but i reckon they might
1: oh i thought they <laughs> would yeah
2: because it's just once again talking about those things that make james bond james bond the sort of serialized nature of it but they really kind of leaned on the notion of a story arc.
1: They do. And I think with Craig's James Bond as well, it's a lot about um, him walking away from the job when he feels, um, I guess, at his most um, emotional on his, or his most vulnerable. Like he left that life when he thought he had something with Vesper and he did the same when he thought he had it with Madeline. And after that, he retired. So it only makes sense that this is the final big jump. He's not just leaving, you know, the agency. He's leaving this whole mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this will be... He was just like, this will be thorough.
1: Yes. I, he was I in, will
0: not be back.
1: He was just in a glass case full of emotions and he needed to be freed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm I, the reason I sort of brought it up early, it's one of these things where I'm wondering whether it was used just for that emotional ability to put it in there, um, you know, to get that reaction from your audience, mm. which I find if there's a franchise that continues, it was a bit cheap.
1: Do you feel because, it's a bit tokenistic?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it was going to be the last James Bond film, okay. I, I would yeah, if done. they were never
2: making another James no Bond No
0: problem. Okay, that's fair enough. It's, mm. It sort of works. But... James Bond's more than you know this single character. It's a franchise of episodes of a spy. And, you know, as Scott was yeah. alluding to, is it the same person? Yeah. I, I believe it's supposed to be. I mean, if you're going to follow Ian Fleming's well, books,
2: yeah. <laughs> they give him childhood and like the other films yeah. say he had a
0: wife and then he yeah. she died, and you've got Roger Moore
2: visiting that grave. Why was right. it? <laughs> you know yeah. all that all that aside? Yeah. Um, so
0: it's it to me, that's the problem. And I go. You didn't need to do that with the same emotional impact because I was thinking about that emotional mechanism they used of the virus making him not be able to be with his family. Mm. That's the perfect reason for him to leave his family and continue it on just his own. to go off doing yeah. whatever. And but they threw that bit where he had to sacrifice himself for that. Um, I just, it was I, I just think it's a hat? bit. <laughs> yeah, I just think it was a bit cheap. I, I think it was actually per purposely pulling the emotional that's strings right. on this for something that it can't really do because they'll make another one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I found um perhaps this is probably the other spoiler of the film where, you know, Madeline was pregnant and there is a child now. Um, I felt that was probably the really cheap bit of the movie as well. And I was just like, no, don't make it be James Bond. Yep, that's his kid. Okay. Like... I and do you know, know he... what it
0: reminded me of? It reminded me of Superman Returns. Seen it. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> you know, it's like, like where he's got his kid. Like, How did he su- even knock su- Lois up? What a joke. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Would it <laughs> be like alien. a shotgun going off? <laughs> but he's an alien. He, <laughs> oh he doesn't reproduce the same way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like but a the face. The point is, up. it anyway. was sort of like it it makes <laughs> makes things yeah. just so awkward to continue mm. that franchise with that character and all of these. I mean if that's now canon. Yeah. We've seen the last film and we're going to get a whole lot of prequels.
2: Mm, 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 yeah.
0: yeah or, exactly. or it's now just reboot land. Restart.
2: Well, I think I think I always this is what the, the one thing that always bugs me about the James Bond franchise is like when you watch Casino Royale, they're like he just gets his O status, but we've got the same M that we've had for the last
0: yeah. 20
2: years. <laughs> who then has a big story arc within this. So that's where it gets a bit muddy. And maybe it's just sort of like, you're all overthinking it. It doesn't matter, just roll with it. Like, new James Bond, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Mm. But I guess we, we'll find out one way or another because they're, they're absolutely gonna make more of them and keep making them. Mm.
1: Do you think that's a place for James Bond films though? You don't feel it's a little bit of a tired franchise?
2: More, how long's it been going now? <laughs>
1: yeah i I know i just 50 years 50 years yeah that's true i I guess i just feel i just question closer
0: to 60 yeah
1: i just question its place that's all like it's not coming from a place because you know i'm not a fan of it i just it's it's been a long time you know at what point do you sort of maybe um stop and then you know let people appreciate it for what it is Rather than to continue going. I, I just think if they if they
2: find an interesting way to re- reboot it or whatever, as as tired as I feel with that coming out of my body, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, you know maybe it'll maybe it will maintain and and I mean they they sort of killed it in the when geez when um Pierce Brosnan's last one was absolutely horrific and it was sort of like. Or maybe, you know, we've jumped the shark. Maybe it's over. Ooh. And they found a way to kind of, they were like, ah, that born thing, that's taken off. Let's do that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they'll find another rhythm. And, and I think, I don't think James Bond fans are going anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's true, I suppose. And okay. it's I always find James Bond films are like a subgenre of the spy movie. It's its, its own self-contained thing. It's completely different to any other kind of espionage movie. It's yeah, it's a little a more because it's a little
2: more fantastical.
1: Yeah, I think the only, I guess, other equivalent that I would maybe compare it to would be maybe like those Kingsman movies, but that's a bit more on the bombastic side of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're very comic booky.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Super spies are superheroes.
2: <laughs> mm. I did. Well, have, it, I had something
1: it I wanted to say, a, and now it's gone. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it it evolved into what you're talking about. I mean, I, I guess originally it was based on some books and they all had those elements in it that made them great adventure books at the time uh, Mm -hmm. that made them very popular and you know they reproduced it on film and it obviously translated really well Uh, but yeah i've thought about it and if you're going to go back to the source material or something like that um you're almost making historical films set back in the cold Mm -hmm. war to make it make sense which to be honest i wouldn't hate either no 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 that'd be much more interesting i think Mm. because then uh the politics of it isn't sort of overshadowing the creation of it Mm. as it would have at the time so now you can treat it a lot differently and probably with a bit more reflection so um yeah it'd be interesting to see if they did that but i doubt they will (laughs) (laughs) no We stick to what's safe. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: So I think um, it was I think the the funniest thing was uh, when when I was in the cinema it was just me and this like sort of elderly kind of Italian couple at the back and we kind of nodded to each other when we came. It was just literally the three of us in the cinema. And when the uh, bomb went off and James Bond died, the old uh, Italian man very very loudly was like, "The fuck!" <laughs> really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> in like disbelief <laughs> and i couldn't help but laugh so i mean i guess it's 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 shattering the expectations of the older generation <laughs>
1: yeah yes i mean some of them probably won't like it so and that Maybe. that's the that's reality of it you know because he is a, sort of this i guess
2: unkillable character
1: unkillable almost superman like character who happens to be a super spy so yeah that that actually might really
2: hurt for some. Hmm. That's right. The other thing I was thinking of that I was going to say earlier, I think this is the first time we've gone into a James Bond film also knowing that this actor will not be reprising the role.
1: Yeah. I true.
2: don't think they've ever counted on a, a Bond actor being like, I'm done before the film comes out. Yeah, <laughs> like knowing going into production that like I, this is the last time I'm doing it.
1: Not just saying I'm done, but also in an interview being like, I'd rather slash my own wrist than do another <laughs> and content. That was, yeah. And that was for like
2: the last
1: film. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to give a lot of respect to Daniel Craig. He seems like a contained Chris bastard, but I kind of like that about him.
2: <laughs> but hey, he shows up and he delivers because he—he certainly acted the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, he works really hard, and you know, I guess that's a testament to his professionalism. <laughs>
2: yeah, but look, honestly, I am happy to continue watching uh, Daniel Craig play Benoit Blanc in future films. So let's go down with that.
1: Oh yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> like,
2: like, sign me up for Knives Out two, three, and four. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> Again, teaming up with Anna De so. Yeah.
2: no time to die well sometime Sometime. (laughs) Sometime at least (laughs) two hours and (laughs) 40 minutes (laughs) and then you check out anyway
0: yeah it's well i mean it's a film if you really love the classic james bond stuff i think it's going to appeal to that fan base quite well um They'll be be walking out happy with a tear in their eye, maybe, as you just suggested. (laughs) Ugly crying. (laughs) Yeah, you just subtitled what you were doing there. (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's one that I think it it does what James Bond films are supposed to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was like there was action the old-fashioned way, which is what I like about them. And I'll happily watch more of that than more CGI fests. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason.
1: And I'm still Monica.
2: Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Sauter. The clip for this week's show was a trailer for No Time to Die. We also used a clip from The Simpsons at the start there. And the song at the end was No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod. On Twitter at popcultureau. We're on Instagram and we are also on YouTube. Just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood
0: you own. We were a pair, But I saw you there Too much to bear You were my life, but life is far